reading from 8th canto chapter 11 this chapter is entitled as king indra annihilates the demons text 8 tadidam kalo rashanam jagat pashyanti surayah na rishanti na shochanti tatra juyama pandita Translation by His Divine Grace, Prabhupada. Seeing the movement of time, those who are cognizant of the real truth neither rejoice nor lament for different circumstances. Therefore, because you are jubilant due to your victory, you should be considered not very learned. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Okay, read the repeat after me, please. Seeing the movements of time, Seeing the movements of time those who are cognizant of the real truth, neither rejoice nor lament for different circumstances. Therefore, Therefore, because you are jubilant, you are jubilant due, to your victory, due to your victory, you should be considered not very learned. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Boli Maharaj knew that Indra, king of heaven, was extremely powerful, certainly more powerful than he himself. Nonetheless, Bali Maharaj challenged Indra by saying that Indra was not a very learned person. In Bhagavad Gita 2.11, Krishna rebuked Arjuna by saying, Ashochan Anushochastvam Pragavadangscha Bhashashe Gatasun Agatasungscha Nanushochantipanditaha. While speaking learned words, you are mourning for what is not worthy of grief. Those who are wise lament neither for the living nor the dead. Thus, as Krishna challenged Arjun by saying that he was not a very, not a, not a pandita or a learned person, Bali Maharaj also challenged King Indra and his associates. In this material world, everything happens under the influence of time. Consequently, for a learned person who sees these things are taking place, there is no question of being, no question of being sorry or happy because of the waves of material nature. After all, since we are being carried away by these waves, what is the meaning of being jubilant or morose? One who is fully conversant with the laws of nature is never jubilant or morose because of nature's activities. In Bhagavad Gita 2.14, Krishna advised that one be tolerant. Following this advice of Krishna's, one should not be morose or unhappy because of circumstantial changes. This is the symptom of a devotee. A devotee carries out his duty in Krishna consciousness 
and is never unhappy in awkward circumstances. He has full faith that in such circumstances Krishna protects his devotees. Therefore, a devotee never deviates from his prescribed duty of devotional service. The material qualities of jubilation and moroseness are present even in the demigods who are very highly situated in the upper planetary system. Therefore, when one is undisturbed by the so-called favorable and unfavorable circumstances of this material world, he should be understood to be Brahmabhuta or self-realized. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 1854, Brahmabhuta na sochati na kangshati. One who is transcendentally situated at once realizes the Supreme Brahman and becomes fully joyful when one is undisturbed by material circumstances, he should be understood to be on the transcendental stage above the reactions of the three modes of material nature. So, Bali Maharaj is challenging Indra and he is addressing him as a Pandita. Pandita means Pandita means one who is very learned. And this uh, preface A negates that word. Jama, like uh, Pandita A Pandita means not a Pandita. And so, and what is his uh, reason for calling him a Pandita? Uh, because Indra is rejoicing his victory, rejoicing his good fortune. But he is pointing out that in this material nature everything happens in course of time. The time is constantly moving. Time never stands still. Time is like a constantly flowing river and all the living entities are flowing in that river of time. So just as a, in a river uh, the water never stays at one place it constantly moves and with this movement everyone is carried out, he is carried forward and so as a result of time everything is happening, everything is happening on, in relation to time, in the platform of time, in the domain of time and that time is actually expansion of Krishna. The time is actually expansion of Balaram. The time is actually uh, expansion of Lord Shiva or manifestation of Lord Shiva. Mahakal. Uh, Kal means time and Maha means great. Great time aspect. The aspect of great time or time in its original constitution is Lord Shiva. So this is how we see the relationship, Lord Shiva, Shankarshan, Balaram, Krishna. So it is Lord Shiva's energy, Lord Shiva himself that is manifested in the form of time. Krishna's glance is the time. Krishna glances towards the material nature and that glance 
Krishna doesn't get involved in the material nature. Krishna glances towards the material nature. That's Krishna's involvement. No direct involvement, just through his glance. And material nature becomes manifest. And that <clears throat> glance of Krishna, Mahavishnu, is actually Shambhu, uh, Lord Shiva. And this is how uh, Krishna gets involved in the material nature. This is how Lord Shiva's involvement in the material nature. Material nature is uh, Parvati. Material nature is Mahamaya. Material nature is Durga. And Lord Shiva is her husband. And so everything is happening in time, in the material nature. We all are floating in time, but there are two other factors, guna and karma. As one acts, his action is performed in different modes of material nature. And as a result of that, uh, different types of reactions are generated. Same action uh, will produce three different reactions uh, or various different reactions due to the modes of material nature. A person acts in a, in a mode of goodness, the result will be in a certain way. One acts in the mode of passion, the result will be in a certain way. Similarly, in ignorance. In that respect, an example can be given that somebody is crossing the road and a cycle hits him. Being hit like that, one starts to cry. But everybody won't react the same way. Another person probably will just get up and start beating up that cyclist. <coughs> And another person uh, will just brush off the dust, uh, get up and brush off the dust and say, don't worry, it's not your fault, it's my fault. Before crossing the road, I should have seen, I should have watched whether anyone is coming. So same action, hit by a cycle. Three different persons are reacting in three different ways. The first one acted reacted in the mode of ignorance. Second one acted in the mode of passion. And the third one acted in the mode of goodness. And as a result of that, huh, the reactions also will be different. Like this is what, this is how the material nature is arranged. Krishna said the autopilot. This factor of autopilot is guna and karma. You act. Sometimes people blame Krishna. <laughs> Why Krishna is doing this? Why Krishna is doing that? But the reality is, Krishna is not involved. It's your game. You are playing it. So why blame Krishna for that? Krishna is not telling you do this or do that. Just like when Prabhupada was in Germany, some people came and complained to Srila Prabhupada. Oh, my son died in the war. My uh, uh, husband died in the war. 
we suffered so much during the war. Uh, like, if God was there, then why did He allow that to happen? Why my husband died? Why my children died in the battle? What was Prabhupada's answer? Did you start? Did you consult with Krishna when he started the war? Uh, you are blaming Krishna for what happened in the war, but did Krishna start the war or you started the war? You started the war and you are blaming Krishna. This is how we have to see Krishna's situation. Krishna is not acting in this material nature. As the super soul, Krishna is there in everyone's heart, but Krishna is simply upadrashta and anumanta. Krishna is watching what you are doing. He is the witness. He is seeing what you are doing. And accordingly, you are getting the reactions. So this is the material nature and that's what Boli Maharaj, this is how we can see how wise Boli Maharaj actually was. Boli Maharaj is not an ordinary person. Although he is a demon, but he is the grandson of a great devotee, Prahlad Maharaj. And obviously uh, he was situated in knowledge. He must have had the influence of his grandfather in his life. He understood. That's the thing. In the material platform, people don't have the knowledge. Just as Bali Maharaj is telling Indra, a pandita. You are not a pandita, means you are a fool. That's what he's saying. You are a fool. Who is a fool who thinks that the material nature is the ultimate platform? And here, when we suffer, we are remorseful. And when we enjoy, we are delighted. But one should be aware of the reality that this material nature, things are not happening just by chance or by accident. I remember a long time back I read one essay by Julian Huxley. I, yeah, Julian Huxley. And he was explaining that nothing actually happens by chance. You can see that he was a wise man actually. He was an English philosopher. And finally he concluded that when we do not know the reason behind the happening, the cause behind the happening, we term it as accident. But nothing actually happens by chance. Like everything happens due to a specific reason. So cause and effect. No effect is there without the cause. So everything is happening because, because by the cause, by the cause. Because of this, this is what and in course of our life, happiness comes, also distress comes. And sometimes when there is more happiness in somebody's life, but sometimes there is more distress, more suffering. 
in someone's life. That is because of one's past karma. Like, and from outside we cannot really make out like what is their actual situation. Because their real situation only they can experience. Unless and until the one is totally drugged out or uh, without consciousness. Any conscious being, more conscious one is, the more one becomes aware of this reality. Uh, that happiness and distress is ultimately an internal factor. And happiness and distress ultimately is a result of our own karma. So that is the real wisdom. And when one understands that, then he is aloof from that. He simply witnesses the happening, as if something is happening outside of him. He doesn't get involved in that. Dhidas tatrana muyati. A person who is dhira, a person who is situated in knowledge, and being situated in knowledge, one who is completely composed, completely content internally, doesn't become bewildered. He simply watches. There may be some emotional involvement, like sometimes we see when we are watching a drama or when we are watching a movie. We do get involved, in a way, mentally. But we know it's not happening to us. Like, we know that it's, you know, like it's just happening on the screen. It's not real. Similarly, we, we observe our own lives as a drama on a stage. It's happening, it'll happen. Like Guru Gauranga is an expert in astrology. <laughs> and just by seeing the chart, Guru Gauranga can tell what actually has happened in your life. So that is what astrology does. Astrology is considered to be the eyes of the Vedas. If you consider that the Veda is a personality, Veda has a body, then Veda has six limbs, just as body has six limbs. And out of that, one limb is eyes. And with the eyes we see. With our eyes we see immediate happening. But with the eyes of the Vedas, which is Jatish, we can see past, present and future. Three Kala. Three aspects of time. So, <clears throat> why, how? Because by seeing the position of the stars and planets, we can understand the influence of those planets. And their influence is in a certain way. So, it's going to happen. Let it happen, let it be. <laughs> and whatever will be, will be. <laughs> there are so many words like that. <laughs> Future is not ours to see. You remember that song? Kesara yeah. Sara. <laughs> whatever will be, will be. Future is not ours to see. So, yes. <clears throat> 
with these eyes we cannot see future but with the eyes of the Jyotish we can see so this is how one becomes situated in knowledge something happens a devotee knows it's due to one's own karma or Krishna's divine arrangement Krishna's divine arrangement is when one surrenders to Krishna as long as we are trying to control then we are the reason it's then things are happening according to our karma but when one surrenders to Krishna then all the karmas are gone karmic reactions uh, are over ahantvang sarvapapibhyo I will deliver you from all your sinful reactions I will wipe out all your sinful reactions because you have surrendered to me because you are not on your own anymore you are taking shelter of me so I will take care of you and that is what Krishna consciousness means and then when Krishna is taking care one's attitude is okay let Krishna whatever is happening is Krishna's divine arrangement and whatever is happening is for my benefit because Krishna knows what's for my benefit I may not know just like a child doesn't know what's for his benefit but the parents know and when the child is submissive to the parents and if the parents are capable they actually make all the wonderful arrangements for the children so similarly when you surrender to Krishna Krishna takes care so that's why dhira statranam vihati and as here he is saying Bali Maharaj is saying na rishanti na shochanti uh, in a similar way rishanti means becomes jubilant shochanti means become morose he doesn't become uh, jubilant in happiness he doesn't become distressed in uh, difficulties and Krishna is telling in Bhagavad Gita also the same thing na sochati na kamshati brahma bhuta prasannatma not shochati in a country doesn't lament nor uh, nor crave he doesn't crave he doesn't desire for happiness nor does he uh, lament for the distress <coughs> so uh, this is the real knowledge this is the real wisdom just watch whatever is happening main thing is surrender to Krishna happiness and distress both will come but don't become affected by that but we can't help it but uh, we can't help it because our emotional involvement is there and like for example yesterday uh, one devotee lost her body lost her life in Govardhan in an accident 23 year old girl she was in Vrindavan and there was an accident she left her body and in normal condition people would become so distressed but I know the parents with them because they have the right understanding is beyond our control 
We can look at it in two ways. It was her karmic reaction that it happened, or it is Krishna's divine arrangement. Leaving one's body, even by by through accident, in Vrindavan, in Govardhan, is not an happen. Is not a chance happening. Living in Vrindavan is very very auspicious. But just by leaving one one's body in Vrindavan, one can go back to Godhead. <clears throat> and if one is sinful, then he'll get a get a body and burn out his karma, and then next life he'll go back. Like Prabhupada said, those who are indulged in sinful activities, uh, like they, uh, if they are involved in sinful activities in Vrindavan, they get the bodies of monkeys and pigs. But in that life, they burn out their karma. And the next life, probably they'll get a body of a devotee and go back to Godhead. So, ultimately everything is arranged by the divine arrangement of Krishna. And an intelligent pandita, who is a pandita, who surrenders to Krishna. Krishna, I am surrendering myself to you and you decide whatever you want to do. I do not have any separate desire. If you ask me what you want, uh, my answer is, Krishna, whatever you think is good for me, please let it be. Let it happen that way. If you want me to suffer, I am prepared to suffer. If I have to go to hell, I'm prepared to go to hell. But please allow me to remember you all the time and never forget you. That is the prayer of a devotee. That I never forget you and I can always remember you. So, and when one develops that attitude, then Krishna actually takes care of him. And when Krishna takes care of somebody, what can be more auspicious than that? Hare Krishna, Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari Gaur, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Does anybody have any question? Yes, Guru Varana. <clears throat> Guru Maharaj, the um, happiness and distress and the hankering and lamenting, it's, you know, it seems like consciousness has a tendency to, you know, to hook onto these things. How to remain in the present, not so much hankering for the future or lamenting about the past, on a daily basis because the mind is always looking for some excuse to hanker, lament, or happiness. Yeah, <clears throat> so the question is that hankering and lamenting is there, like hankering for happiness and lamenting when distressed. So how to overcome that? See, the way to overcome is through knowledge. Let's look at that verse. Uh, Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Na Sochati Na Kangshati. When one becomes situated in Brahma Bhuta platform, 
Brahmabhuta platform can be also seen as stages. One, the initial aspect of Brahmabhuta stage is that realizing that I am not this body, I am a spirit soul. Realizing that this material nature is not the reality. It is just a kind of a situation that I am I'm put into due to my own arrangement. I want, it is I who wanted to separate from Krishna. It's I who decided to leave the spiritual world. It is I who decided to act as the enjoyer instead of being a servant. So in this way, when we realize that this is the Brahma Bhuta platform, that I mean, I can't really blame anybody for what's happening to me. It's all my doing. And the root of it is all that I left Krishna. So to reverse that situation is surrendering to Krishna. And initially we may have doubts. Oh, will Krishna take care of me? Yes, I know Krishna takes care. But Krishna takes care of only the pure devotees. No, Krishna takes care of everybody who surrenders. Of course, to the degree of surrender. So degree of surrender means I am surrendering to some extent, but holding on to myself. I am surrendering to Krishna, but at the same time I am trying to make my arrangements. So that is what is lacking in our surrender. So the, the more we give up that attitude, more we give up that tendency to control, the more becomes a degree of surrender. And the person who is 100% surrendered to Krishna, his situation is like a child on the lap of his mother. Uh, child doesn't have to worry about anything. Child doesn't even know what, is, uh, what he needs, what he wants. But the mother knows. Similarly as living entities, we do not know what we want, what is good for us. But Krishna knows. So let him take care. And when that happens, then there is no question of suffering. When one becomes fully surrendered to Krishna, then he sees how Krishna is actually taking care. Like Prahlad Maharaj, so many ways Hiranyakashipu tried to kill him. But so Prahlad Maharaj is experiencing that how Krishna is protecting, so therefore he is completely... You know, I'm concerned. Let him take care. Uh, he knows. And <clears throat> if he wants me to die, let him let me die. What's the big deal? Death is only a change of body. Uh, why should I be worried about that change of body? At least I know. Uh, if I get a old, bo- if I get rid of an old body, I'll get a new body. <laughs> so that is the benefit. <clears throat> So there is no loss. So that's why a devotee becomes totally unconcerned, either in happiness or in distress. So question from Shamsundar Krishna Prabhu, Melbourne. He asks, I every day pray to Krishna that I do not forget him, 
but still there are so many times I keep forgetting him. I get disturbed by this. Why Krishna is not listening my prayers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you see, in spiritual life, there is, you know, practicing stage and perfected stage. Like, uh, initially, it is the practicing stage, sadhana bhakti. I'm trying to render devotional service. I'm trying to remember Krishna. I'm trying to surrender myself to Krishna. So, uh, like, yes, we may pray, uh, but, you know, like at the same time, we also have to see, say, for example, yourself, Shamsundar Krishna, are you really in a position to be completely surrendered to Krishna? No, you have to deal with your surroundings. You have to deal with your family. You have to maintain your family. You have to go to earn money. So these are the conditions that no matter how much you want to surrender, but you have to make adjustments with this world around you. Like you could have probably surrendered more had you just moved into a temple, but you can't do that now because you have a family. So that is, that's how we have to see that, well, I'm in this situation, I'm not in a position to be completely surrendered to Krishna, but at least let me try to surrender to Krishna. And how do we surrender to Krishna? One consideration is that, one consideration of surrender is, when something good happens, we recognize it as Krishna's mercy. And when something unfavorable happens, we recognize that it is my bad karma. Whereas in the material platform, one acts in a different way, opposite way. When good thing happens, he takes credit. Oh, it's because of me. Uh, that I, because I made this arrangement, all these things happen. And when bad things happen, Krishna, why did it happen to me? <laughs> I surrendered to you. <laughs> so you see the difference between material mentality and spiritual mentality. Uh, the, so the spiritual mental, so uh, in the, the way you are going through your life, go with this understanding, with this attitude. When good happens, give credit to Krishna. So many good things are happening in your life. Give credit to Krishna. And when something that is not so good, not so favorable happens, you, say, you consider that, well, it's my bad karma. It could have been worse but because I have surrendered to Krishna, it's much better now. How can you remember Krishna all the time when you are going to the office and working? When you go to the marketplace to buy things, do you remember Krishna or you are meditating on the commodities you are buying and the price you have to pay? But the thing is, like... Uh, Maintain the attitude of Krishna consciousness that whatever you are doing, you see that it is, it is being done for Krishna. Like when you are, say, buying say, vegetables in a supermarket, uh, then you look at the thing, you know, like whether this vegetable is right and this price is right. Uh, then you come home cut the vegetables and cook or your wife cooks uh, so while you are cooking 
meditate on Krishna, you are offering this to Krishna. When you are buying, you are buying for Krishna. When you are preparing the food, you are preparing it for Krishna. And then you offer it to Krishna. Then when you take it, uh, you take it with understanding that this is Krishna's mercy, this is Krishna's prasad. So this is how you remember Krishna behind every activity. Like Prabhupada is saying, like when Arjun is fighting the battle of Kurukshetra, is he meditating on Krishna or Arjun chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra at the time? No, he is actually completely absorbed. Because one mistake, he can lose his life. That's the situation. Therefore, he has to focus. But he's fighting the purpose of the fight, he's fighting for Krishna. Similarly, you recognize whatever you're doing, you're doing for Krishna. And then Krishna will make arrangements. Krishna will make arrangements, as Prabhupada said, service now, samadhi later. Time of Samadhi will come. When you grow old, grow old when you retire, uh, then you can move to Jain and think of Krishna 24 hours a day. <laughs> but now you work, make your money, maintain your family, uh, train up your children. Uh, that's very nice the way you are ch- training up your children. They're very good, good boys, and boy and girl. And you're training them very nicely. So you get, both of you get the credit for that. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Uh, One more question from Veer, Calcutta. Maharaj, how is it that even after practicing bhakti, often devotees get influenced by the material modes and apparently act like non-devotees? Well, as I said, at the very outset you do do not become pure devotees. You have to go through the process. So initially there is material tinge in your activities, material motivations in your activities. Uh, But continue to harbor this Krishna consciousness. Uh, That is how gradually you will achieve perfection. Like, uh, for example, when you entered into a school, uh, did you straight away start reading Shakespeare? <laughs> it takes time. Like first you learn the alphabets, then the words, uh, then the structure of sentences, grammar. And this is how gradually uh, you come to a state uh, when you are able to read different novels and writings of different people. Thank you. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Go.